Welcome back to Catching Up David. This is episode 19, The Social Network. Hi, Hallie. Hi, David. Hi, Kristen. Guten Tag, David. <laughs> Some facts about The Social Network. It's a 2010 biopic, or biopic. I don't actually know. Biopic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was biopic, and then it was like, I, I thought you were making it? fun of Hallie saying biopic at some point, and I was like, yeah, sounds like something she would no, do. It's and not then you just looked confused. something that I have ever done. I've never been wrong in my life. You said some word wrong the other day. Or mispronounced anything. Continue, David. Continue. It's a biopic. Biopic. I think this is like three weeks in a row where we've watched a genre of film that I don't have much experience with. I don't watch a lot of biopics, and I don't, I don't know, it was kind of interesting watching a dramatization of a story that I basically knew the rough shape of, mm-hmm. like, founding of Facebook. I've heard of that. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I don't watch a lot of, like, based on true stories, or like, based on somebody's life. Okay. I guess, like, I don't read a lot of biographies either, okay. like, the lives of individual people, I don't know a lot about. As maybe is clear. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how you learn. You read the biographies. You watch, you watch the biopics. You watch the movie. Yeah. So it was written by the West Wing creator Aaron Sorkin and directed by Gone Girl director David Fincher. This is our first repeat director. Oh, Ooh, good for David. Good for Mr. Fincher. Uh, it stars Jesse Eisenberg as Mark Zuckerberg and Justin Timberlake as Napster founder Sean Parker. I always get Jesse Eisenberg confused with Michael Sarah. That's fair. That's that's that we'll, we'll give you that one. Okay, I, I sort of forget that Jesse Eisenberg exists. Yeah. And I just always assume like I see him and I think oh Michael Sarah, but no, it's not. That's very valid because just now when we were going through the list trying to pick a movie and I was like, was Andrew Garfield in any of these? Was Jesse Eisenberg in any of these? I came across Scott Pilgrim, and I thought for a moment, <laughs> yes, Jesse Eisenberg is in that one. And then I went, no, that's Michael Sarah. Okay, good. I'm glad that I'm so not the only one who gets those two confused. It's like lots of people confuse Keira Knightley and Natalie Portman. Maybe not quite. This is not quite that level, but yeah, it they're like they're like a mid-level. Confusion. I regularly you can see how it happens, but most people are confuse Seth Rogen and Jonah Hill for no reason. No, that's also accurate. Okay. I think I know what those people are. Okay. I, I get I get way weirder people confused. <laughs> okay. Than Seth Rogen and Jonah Hill. So. Um, it also stars Andrew Garfield as Eduardo Severin and Army Hammer as both of the Winklevoss twins, which was kind of cool and not a thing I realized while I was watching it. I just thought that they had two twins who were also actors and they played twins nope as my mother said when i told her we were watching this and that army hammer was in it as the winkle vi she said what's better than one army hammer two army hammers wow and she is right (laughs) army hammer is such a funny name i know like that's his genuine name it's like boy meets world guy his name is Ryder strong that's like i knew that his name yeah that doesn't just happen to people. Somebody made choices. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I knew a set of twins in middle school mm-hmm. whose names were Edward T. Bear and then Theodore E. Bear. So were their names just switched? Yeah, yeah and, it, and one of them was Teddy Bear. 
No. And then the other one was Ed T. Bear. Those were also choices that were made. The sad thing is that, like, the teddy bear, that works. But if you are Ed T. Bear, you just have to say, here's my brother, Teddy Bear, and I'm Ed T. Bear. <laughs> like, like, they tried and they failed. <laughs> They're really desperate for another... For another they are name. less likely to have, you know, the thing where they, like, sign a document and someone's like, hey, your name's kind of like Teddy Bear. But it helps and hurts him. Yeah. I really... I'm, I'm a twin, full disclosure. I'm really lucky that my parents didn't do any, like, twin thing. We were never, like, dressed alike. We didn't, I don't know. I mean, we had the same birthday parties, but, like, we were, had very separate interests and very separate gifts. And, like, we were encouraged to be different people. Why didn't wind up as the Ed T to my brother's Ted E bear? But did you ever see the other kids being all dressed up the same and think, that could be us, and try it, Japan? No. Oh. <laughs> okay. I mean, people suggested it to us all the time. It's one of the things that comes with being a twin. Is people yeah. are like, "Hey, you know, it'd be funny if you do mm-hmm. the thing where you dress up and then switch classes, and like you go to your brother's class and see if anyone notices." Do you guys look alike? Do you look the same? I mean, we're identical twins, so we look pretty similar. He's, I mean, he's a little bit taller than me, and he's a little rounder in the face, and like. Okay has tattoos. <laughs> it's got so odd. Got a different haircut. Wears okay. contacts. So, no. We don't look anything <laughs> like it. <laughs> but if you were to, like, shave off your head. Yeah, if I, I mean, if shave I... Shave off your head. <laughs> shave <laughs> off your yeah, hair. Yeah, if neither of us had heads, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> shave off your hair. And then you took your glasses off. It'd be, like, the same. It'd be, like, pretty close. People got us confused all the time in high school when okay. we still didn't look all that similar, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I mean, I, we definitely look related. We weren't. We also like weren't cool, so like nobody paid much attention to us. <laughs> so like they saw someone who looked like vaguely it's like, oh, it's one of those summer chickens. We didn't bother to post apart. Just so, one of them. Like, yeah, who cares? Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Twins. Army Hammer. He's not one. <laughs> Winklevoss. Winklevi. Winklevi. The Social Network is based on Ben Mesrich, Mesrich's book, The Accidental Billionaires, which I assume is about the founding of Facebook, because, spoiler, so is the movie. <laughs> uh, the film was named one of the best films of 2010 by nearly 80 critics and received eight Oscar nominations, including Best Picture, Best Director, and Best Actor for Jesse Eisenberg. It won for Best Adapted Screenplay, film editing, and original score, which was composed by Atticus Ross and Nine Inch Nails' Trent Reznor, who also did the music for Gone Girl. Final trivia fact, Quentin Tarantino, a man whose opinions I don't give a shit about, (laughs) said it was his second favorite movie of the year behind Toy Story 3, which, despite myself, I found kind of charming. Good for Quentin. (laughs) Toy Story 3 was not 2010. That came out when I was a senior. You sure? I'm pretty sure. One of you is confused. It no, was probably Toy Story 3 came out when I was a senior. No, it came out when I was a senior. I remember because I was like, Andy's leaving for college. I'm leaving for college. And by leaving, I mean going two towns over. But 
I remember thinking, Andy's leaving for college. <laughs> I'm leaving for college. Oh no, it came out in 2010. <laughs> what movie am I thinking of? Or was I... I don't know, because we all had the whole, like, we get to graduate with Andy. Like, my class was really into it. What am I thinking of? I don't know. <laughs> well, while you figure that out, I'm going to give a plot summary. Okay. In case it's been a while since you've seen it, The Social Network is the story of Mark Zuckerberg, freshman programmer nerd who creates an incredibly popular website called, you guessed it, Face Mash, which is a hot or not clone <laughs> featuring undergrad women from Harvard's campus. This gets the attention of upperclassmen Cameron and Tyler Winklevoss, who have an idea for a social network called the Harvard Connection. Zuckerberg sees potential in the idea and strikes out on his own, eventually leading to his creation of a site called The Facebook with his only friend Eduardo as CFO. However, after meeting with Napster founder Sean Parker in California, Mark slowly pushes Eduardo out of the business and potentially millions of dollars. Also, he's a terrible boyfriend. A slanderous live journal, a round of apple teenies, and some weird Harvard thing with a chicken, the social network. So, for full disclosure's sake, I wasn't exactly in the best frame of mind when we watched this for the first time. My mom was having some health problems, I was kind of a nervous wreck, my TV went on the fritz, just everything that possibly could went wrong. So watching a movie about someone who I really strongly dislike, and a techie bro culture that I hate, and a rich kid Harvard culture that I hate, was pretty rough. I was not into it. All of that kind of combined with the fact that I'm not a huge Aaron Sorkin fan either, made the first half of the movie that we all watched together feel like it took four hours. It just... Sorkin's like really fast paced and kind of chattery overly clever dialogue is really exhausting to me at least and since everybody speaks like that I had a really hard time getting into the movie but then like a few days passed and my mom started getting better and I watched it on a different tv and like maybe it's just the movie picking up a bit in the second half as well but I liked the last hour of the movie a lot more than I liked <laughs> the first half of the movie I really started to feel for Eduardo who like the chicken cannibalism part aside, seems like he sucks way less than the rest of the people in the movie. He just kind of wants to help his friend and try really hard to get this thing, which he thinks is just going to be this normal business venture, off the ground. And I don't know. I guess that brings me to my first question, which is, do you sympathize for anyone in the movie? Definitely Eduardo, but I think it's funny because I came home after we watched that first hour and I was telling my dad and my sister about it even though we had all seen it before i think we all saw it together at the theater Mm -hmm. and before you kind of know that in real life mark zuckerberg sucks you watch this and you're like wow they did not paint him well but you gotta admit guy's clever or like a genius horrible social skills but you know sometimes that happens Mm -hmm. but it's not as bad and watching it this time i was like oh my god God, I cannot stand Mark. Because he was just constantly so mean. And he knew he was mean, is the thing. Because if he genuinely made those comments, like, yeah, they probably just got you in for a diversity thing. And then when Eduardo made the second cut, and he's like, yeah, but I mean, if you don't make it any farther than this, you should still be really proud. Mm -hmm. Like, tiny little dig right there. He knew exactly what he was doing, and you know, because when they're having the competition to get the two interns to work at Facebook, I don't remember what Mark says, but he says something along the lines of like, yeah, better than chicken thing, going back to what had just been discussed with the chicken cannibalism. Mm -hmm. And Eduardo looks at him and he said, that was mean. I'm sorry. So he knows when he's being a jerk, Mm -hmm. and he's very aware of it. 
And so anytime that he is, though I think you can chalk it up a bit to social, like a slight disconnect, I think he's also just a mean person. And so even though I had already felt bad for Eduardo when I first saw it, I felt for him even more because I was like, oh my God, I could not put up with a person like Mark. I would punch him in the teeth. Yeah. There's definitely like kind of a mean girl's vibe (laughs) going back to last episode. Yeah. I don't I don't know how much of it is some sort of like social cues thing mm-hmm. going on with Mark or if it's I don't know the the lawyer at the end says like you're not an asshole but you're trying really hard to be one mm-hmm. and I can't tell how much of it is intentional and how much of it is just he's he's really smart or he thinks he's like the smartest person in every room and that makes him really condescending towards everybody When we got towards, or when I watched just before this, the second half of the movie that I did not finish, it seemed like he was somehow getting both better and worse as time went on. Like, he shut Eduardo out of the company, and he knew he was doing that, but I do think when Eduardo was yelling at him for it, which is my favorite scene, that he felt like at least a little bit bad. Like, I think before maybe he would have been like, you weren't here. So why should you be getting money? Like, mm. that before would have been a th- his thought process. Whereas now, I think Sean probably more likely talked him into doing it. Granted, I don't know. I don't know exactly what happened. But it seemed like he had more and less of a heart at the same time as it went on. And I didn't like it. It was weird. I, I didn't like it. I just did not feel. Mm. Yeah, I always don't really know how to feel with, like, well, I mean, biograph. Well, I guess a lot of the biopics I've watched are people who have been dead for a very long time. Yeah. So, like, judge away, whatever. But, like, I don't know how generally accurate modern day contemporary biopics are. Like, I don't know how true the little things are, like the chicken cannibalism sure. and, like, the diversity comment. Like, I hate this Mark. He sucks. Mm-hmm. I know that the real Mark Zuckerberg also sucks. <laughs> But maybe but like, in a very different way. Maybe in a very different way. Like, maybe Eduardo, real-life Eduardo, also sucks, but mm-hmm. they thought it would make a better story if mm-hmm. Eduardo was, like, a nice guy in this one who kind of got pushed out of the business. And maybe it's different than in the book, because the book I would trust to be a more objective sort of effect, because mm-hmm. written biographies typically are, but films often change things for plot reasons. Yeah. And I have no idea how much of that influenced the story of the social network. So when I sympathize, I don't want to be like, ugh, the real Eduardo Saverin, that poor angel. Because I, I, I don't know. And I'm liable to hate everybody involved. So it's, it's, it's tricky. Although I do, in the film, sympathize with anybody who has to deal with Mark or, or Sean. Yeah. No, I... De- sorry. No, no, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that Again, it came out in 2010, so I should have had, like, a good thinking brain then. But I still think part of me was like, wow, it made Mark seem bad and Eduardo seem good. And now that more time has passed and my brain has hopefully improved, you can see it almost as more of a, like, not that Eduardo seems too good. I would like to believe that people like him still exist. Not, like, too good to be true. No one would be that nice. But you do have to remember that, again, they could be changing things for the sake of the movie and drama. Plus, whoever told the story, it could very well be that they did not get Mark Zuckerberg's side of the comment. And then they just got after the fallout, obviously, of Eduardo talking. And it's kind of like after you've had a fight with anyone, 
any past thing that they did bothers you and so they're going to come off much worse than they are so yeah again mark zuckerberg actually sucks in real life but i don't know how accurate this is but i know that as far as this movie goes mark sucks and i feel really bad for eduardo and the winkle bosses who i did not sympathize that much the first time Mm -hmm. i saw and i don't feel super bad for them but i do think that mark kind of screwed him over oh yeah for sure but I think and when I first saw it, I thought it was more of a gray area, and it seems a lot less gray this time around. And the fact that it seems a lot less gray is what makes me question everything. Not that I want to defend Mark Zuckerberg, mm-hmm. but like it feels like because the movie wants me very clearly to side with Eduardo, mm-hmm. it, it, it just feels like he's almost blameless, and it feels like the Winklevi are also almost blameless. And maybe they are. That could mm-hmm. be very true. And I guess I would trust the sources. The person clearly did a lot of like work on the information behind the film. But again, I just I just don't know. So I always feel weird about having strong opinions about biopics, because I don't want them to be mistaken for strong feelings about the actual people who I don't know and know nothing about. Yeah, one of the things that I found in my research was that the real Eduardo Saverin was a consultant for the book for the accidental building of the book so he was sort of involved with telling his side of the story which of course you need because you want the people to talk to you but if you're only getting the one yeah right and i don't think zuckerberg or any of the other people from facebook were involved i don't think so because there was the trivia comment on imdb saying that he didn't even intend to see the movie and then he finally did and then he said at least they got the clothing right and i said wow that seems like the most mark zuckerberg comment yeah so, but then again, of course, it's going to paint Eduardo as the poor victim of all this. He's the one who told the sob story. Could be a genuine sob story. Could be a could be very genuine half-assed sob story. I would we like to know. believe that it's genuine because you want to believe that he was screwed over. Yeah, because Mark sucks. That's true. <laughs> yeah, and Sean sucks. Sean sucks. The Winklevi probably suck probably. a little bit. Yeah. But I, I probably would hate them. They're definitely like political science bros who are in your sure. class and you yeah. hate them. But they suck less than Mark. They suck less than Mark. I like Army Hammer a lot I too. So that's got to be got to be coloring it just a little bit. Yeah. It's better than one Army Hammer. Two Army Hammers. Yeah. It was really hard for me to get exceptionally invested in any one side of the legal dispute. Mm-hmm. Like Sean sucks. I think the Winklevoss twins do kind of suck. They're like they're so rich and whiny <laughs> and like yeah they got screwed over but like i still hate them as people <laughs> but at least the at least the one i think it was cameron was like we was like, are not going to like do the legal thing because that's ridiculous edc mm-hmm. and they tried at least other ways that were yeah. less serious than mm-hmm. an outright suing case i do yeah. like the moment where he's like you're going to laugh but we are men of Harvard, and that is not I what we he do. I acknowledges you're going to laugh, but at least, I don't know, I kind of It find... was, yeah, because the other one was so ready to be like, we're suing him, we're doing this, and I'm like, yes, that is very privileged, upper-class white boy of you. But the other one, who is also still privileged, upper-class white boy, at least was like, we are men of Harvard, we do not handle this by throwing a tantrum. And I'm like, yeah, you're being level-headed, and I, I appreciate that. I found the principle endearing, even though we are men of Harvard could easily be thrown back in my face the way that like mark was in the beginning where he was you don't have to study you go to insert college name i can't remember boston college boston college oh yeah i said bu 
BU, yeah. So, like, I could see the statement, Chairman of Harvard, being taken that way, and I'm sure he uses it that yeah. way sometimes. In, yeah. But yeah. in that context, I found it endearing. So I was like, okay, you get yeah. a point. Like, at least there is one thing that I liked about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it might just be this, the scope of the legal dispute too like of the people involved like eduardo is hurt by his friend's betrayal which i Mm. empathize with but i guess i just really couldn't care less who gets which pile of cash like we're talking about so much money and but eduardo's talking about the principle of it and the fact that he had one friend who screwed him over and shut him out of the company and dropped his shares down from what it was at like 34 34 to 0.03 yeah yeah and that's what and I also just like that scene because obviously you're sitting there and you're like wow what happened to make Eduardo like hate Mark so much because he has put up with so much of his Mm -hmm. nonsense throughout everything that what is the thing that finally tipped him over the edge and it's a pretty big thing yeah I mean it's a lot of money I don't know it's a lot of money but it's the principle of it. Yeah, I guess because they don't... I may be remembering wrong, but I don't think they go into the case saying, like, we are sitting here to decide whether uh, whether Eduardo gets this specific amount of money. Like, the money yeah. isn't brought up, so I get that the case is about fighting over who deserves something rather mm-hmm. than, like, mm-hmm. here is the pile we have allotted to you. I don't think the settlement is mentioned until the very end. And even then it says an undisclosed settlement. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it was just like, I had, I had known a little bit about this case, people suing Mark Zuckerberg mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. of the like the Harvard connection thing and all of that. And um, like I knew that they all sort of walked away as like tens of millionaires. They're all fine. Like, yeah. they're, they're all, all fine. And so it's like it was really hard for me to be fine. like, I feel bad for you, but also like you're worth 50 to 100 right. like, million dollars it, the, like I, I i don't know <laughs> sucks that you had this idea and that you don't get the notoriety or like mm-hmm. or like the pride in saying yes this is my work getting your work sucks just getting your work stolen sucks yeah. but also mm-hmm. the amount of money you are talking about is unfathomable and yeah. it should not be allotted to any single person so did you no. see the thing about somebody took rice to show like how much of a how much I saw I saw that video. I didn't watch the video, but I saw the thing and it reminded me of a video I saw or not a video, a tweet I saw that granted I did not fact check the numbers, but they said something about like if you made I think it was still like a hundred dollars an hour and you were to this many days every day of your life from the time Christopher Columbus came to America, did he? To like it was now, ancient Egypt, I think, was the time span. The one I saw said Columbus. Really? Okay, then I saw a different one. I saw Columbus. And then it said, like, to now, you still would not have the same amount of money as Jeff Bezos. Or maybe not even, like, still a billion dollars. It was something ridiculous. you still wouldn't be a billionaire. And it's... So the fact that that is just not even hitting one billion, and this is billions, plural. When Sean is like, you know what's cool? A billion. I'm like, God, fuck you. I hate you so much. And then at the end, the last shot is like, Mark Zuckerberg is the youngest billionaire in the world or whatever. And the way that's framed is the way that's like the leaving fact they want you to leave the theater with. Mm -hmm. And usually in that when they have like a quote that pops up, it's like something that is supposed to like make you happy. Like in Legally Blonde when it's like he's proposing to her (laughs) tonight. tonight. (laughs) Like that kind of vibe. 
So I can't tell if the movie wants me to be like, wow, that's a really cool story. Good for Mark. Because all I feel is like, fuck that. This is the worst. A bit of both. Because, I mean, they have the, like, he's the youngest billionaire. He invented Facebook, which is obviously huge. And, like, it's it's still an achievement, like, for sure. But the also end shot of the movie is him sitting alone in the courtroom after he just had this big legal battle with his only friend he had left. And then he just sits there refreshing the the button, waiting for Erica Albright to accept the friend request. So it's sort of like, he did achieve this. Cool. Gold stars. Four for you, Glenn Coco. Get it now? I do. But it also is like, yeah, but did it get him that much? Yeah. We'll see. Can I have all the money in the world and still not have anyone like you? Because <laughs> you suck as a person. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was funny how much of the plot is driven by Mark and... Even Eduardo and Sean, to a certain extent, like the desire for like girls to like them. That feels like a realistic thing. Like that factors into like I don't know how true this motive slash objective mm-hmm. was in in like the story of how Facebook was founded. But that feels like a very real thing. Yeah, uh, there was a quote from Mark Zuckerberg. Hold on, it definitely checks out because oh. he's the worst. from the Wikipedia page. Speaking to an audience at Stanford University, Zuckerberg said that instead of making Facebook to, quote, get girls, he made it because he enjoyed, quote, building things. Hmm. I, I mean, maybe, I, like... I mean, yes and no. I think he did it, but I think he did it out of spite and he enjoyed part of the attention. And even later on when Eduardo was saying how... What was her name? Christina? His girlfriend's name? I think like Brenda Song. Christy. Yeah. Christy. Christy. How she was very clingy and he was like alarmed by her and was a little freaked out. And Mark was like, yeah, but at least you have a girlfriend. And I'm like, ah, oh, so you're still hung up on that. Okay. This like, was after he had been like, I am frightened of her. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then, on, yeah, Eduardo even was like, did you hear what I said? And so I don't think it... Like, I don't know if it necessarily was, like, a driving factor. Like, the main factor. But it was definitely part of it. And even part of this all started because Erica broke up with him and he's like, I need a distraction. And that's a thing that I don't know how true it is. But the the setting and the culture makes me think that it is because it's a bunch of privileged, rich, white boys, many of them nerds in college. So, like, all of the... Misogyny. Before the Me Too movement. Before the Me <laughs> to Too movement. wake people up to be like, no! Bad thoughts. So all the misogyny and the, like, I'm doing this to get girls because girls are impressed with insert XYZ feels very fitting. Yeah. And I thought I thought there was some of that misogyny that carried over into the movie itself. Mm-hmm. Like, of the women in the movie, they're all either, like, partying or, like, clingy and, like, borderline crazy like the only two that have any real agency or like feel like real people are erica and erica right mark's yeah erica and the lawyer at the end who talks to mark and Mm -hmm. says that he's trying to be an asshole like she pops up a little bit but Mm -hmm. like there's there's the other woman lawyer eduardo's lawyer i think yeah but she just sort of like reads questions she doesn't really no she doesn't no she's not like a character character yeah she's but the the new lawyer that talks to Mark at the end. She mm-hmm. feels like a real yeah, Rashida Jones. person. Yeah. I I can kind of see why like 
the other female characters aren't because that's the kind of female that the stereotypical community would surround themselves Mm -hmm. with or like there's a lot of pressure at that age especially with that kind of crowd to like behave a certain way Mm -hmm. so I was just like college kids being dumb and flirting and misogyny acting up and then the women conforming to those misogynistic standards because what else are you gonna do it's the early 2000s I was thinking a lot about it perhaps too much for the film but that was just what I assumed and then dismissed it as because like Sean's not gonna take any of them seriously no Mark's not gonna take any of them seriously the closest they got was when they were talking about Ashley one of their interns and Mark was like he said like Ashley the intern as if he like actually knew who she was and like it wasn't like Ashley huh it was oh like Ashley the simple but then they also watched her as she walked away yeah to look at her ass so I can't really give that one to them no not really not really yeah so it just it just it makes me sad yeah all of it makes me sad and I get very uncomfortable and angry so I can't tell if that's the movie writing it because that's how it was like I can't tell if the movie's making a point by including that Mm -hmm. you know like it could be because I didn't catch I didn't catch all of it when I was in high school when it Mm -hmm. came out like I think I came away with wow it's really cool that somebody did that and made this much money off of this off of this idea because (laughs) I hadn't gone to college yet like I didn't I didn't know that you had high school brain I had high school brain (laughs) And like I didn't, it didn't even occur to me how misogynistic a lot of it was. I don't know if that and, was a message that they were going for. Yeah, it's not. hard. It's it's like a weird middle ground. It's isn't a yes it? and a no, in that I think they were trying to show how they did this to impress girls and maybe some girls in their lives. But I don't know if they were like, look at this blatant misogyny. I think it was just. We're doing this to get girls, and um, sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. But, like, the face mash was oh. just so that's blatantly just, sexist and mean. Yeah, that's just... I chalked that up to dumb college kids in I mean, early yeah. 2000s. At least they showed girls looking at it and being at like... At least they showed people getting dis- mad. Disappointed and yeah. being like, that's my roommate, and, and I, being upset. And then, you know, the I, Winklevoss person... Or someone was like, oh, Mark said, did I upset one of your girlfriends? And they were like, oh, I don't know. We didn't ask them. And I'm like, okay, wow, yeah. That's the, fir- that's the first introduction to them. And you're like, mm-hmm. wow, they do suck. And yeah. I guess he didn't get, Mark didn't really get punished for it. But that also feels yeah. true to real life. Right. Yeah. The white male student not getting punished for doing I... an objectively horrible thing. I don't know if they necessarily made a huge effort to focus on it. But I'd like to think that they at least were like... Not cool, guys. At least subtly. That they could in have the included movie. some scene that like condemned the behavior or yeah. something. Because I th- mm-hmm. I feel like maybe the movie's just letting it be our job to condemn the behavior. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they probably could have tried a little bit harder to not be as annoying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think a lot of that. A lot of it is. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just gonna say mm-hmm. things that you've already said. It is just like rich white dudes in college, right? There's so much of it. Yeah. And especially among, like, the nerdy kids that don't have a lot of experience with girls, I think. Well, that's not true. The nerdy kids who think they're victims? Yeah. 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 I mean, I guess that's not true. It's, it's probably all 
college boys. <laughs> Definitely. But it just, it just ex- expresses like, itself like, in like, different ways. Like we said, there was a high school brain. There's also a college brain. It's like a little bit better than the high school brain. And hopefully when you leave, you're like, I gained experiences and I learned things. Now I understand the world a little bit better. Like how I came out of college. But a lot of people don't. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. People are always dumb at like any stage of life. Yeah, people are dumb regardless. People are dumb. People are dumb. <laughs> the social network. <laughs> I do appreciate that it never tried to condemn Facebook itself. Like, I didn't get an impression they, from oh, the movie. They weren't doing the, like, social media is bad. Yeah, like, they had a couple adults being like, can you believe that the rowing competition has already been posted on, on my daughter's Facebook and they can share it with their friends? But it wasn't like, can you believe kids these days and their computers? So I appreciate yeah. that it it let Facebook be the thing yeah. that it was. Yeah. Because, obviously... I think they were still celebrating it. Like, yeah. the way you could connect with people and the fact that it was this big achievement... That has withstood the test of time. Yeah. But. I think it definitely has different connotations now, though. Oh, for like, sure. A lot has changed in the past 10 years, no, especially involving Facebook. I guess um, I'm just so used to that, that seeing something that was, not, that was from 10 years ago was kind of refreshing because I didn't feel like I was under attack for enjoying things. I think yeah. what's different is that you weren't under attack for enjoying it, and this was before the parents had moved in yeah, to Facebook. Yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> I think I got Facebook in 2009. So an avid Facebook user I was when I saw this movie. And my dad maybe had a Facebook? I don't know. But I think this movie may have like swayed him a little bit. Because I don't think he had one before, but this was back when it was still, like, cool, and you were just talking to, like, people in your class. And before it got to be parents and grandparents being like, you look so lovely, Timmy. Great. I don't know. So it, it was nice that it was before. Oh, how awful. <laughs> how awful. No, it's just always awful. It's just weird. It's like, Mom, this is a cool space. Because everything you do it. now, you have to, not have to, you can do whatever the heck you want but you do it knowing that people can see and i get on facebook you can block people you can mute them you can just unfriend them it's fine but there's always like layers to different social interactions so Mm -hmm. you can't truly just unfriend your aunt ramona without there being some sort of issue but everything you do you do in the back of your mind knowing aunt ramona's going to see this on facebook things like that yeah and that just comes with any social territory you know like any any new social thing is going to have its own rules and this just has rules yeah full disclosure i don't have a facebook i used to also i had a cool facebook mom she had a facebook but she didn't friend me Mm -hmm. like she knew that that like wouldn't that wouldn't be cool or like she didn't even like put it on me to like do I accept my mom's Facebook like, request? She just like, we always had separate things. That's nice. But, yeah, I shut my Facebook down several years ago at this point. It's a time suck, and it's yeah. a positivity suck. Yeah. So, but like, I, felt, I felt a lot better once I got rid of it. I, it's hard now because so many people do use Facebook for communication. Yeah. Because like, I know back when I was younger, if we had to have a birthday party... 
and mm-hmm. we were inviting people. We go to our little like contact thing. We find their home phone number. Maybe they had a cell phone number. If we were sending out invitations, we had like their address. Mm-hmm. You don't have that information about people anymore. Yeah. I don't think I know. I know my parents' phone numbers, and I think that may be it. I don't know if I know any other phone number. Not even your sister's? No. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I know any other phone number. And so it's just one of those... Well, granted, they're also just in my phone. I can look it up. But if I don't even know my sister's phone numbers, how am I going to know this like third cousin twice removed? Because my dad's side is all still Mm. very close, Mm. physically, in the same couple towns. It sounded weird. But... So now if we want to like have any sort of get together, we post it on Facebook or we have a little tiny event. So I don't enjoy having it, but it's useful for things it is like very that. Useful. It is very convenient. Mm-hmm. There are definitely things I'm sure I've missed out on because I don't yeah. see them on Facebook. Like I really love like mess- like Facebook Messenger is great. It's how I keep in contact with a lot of my college friends mm-hmm. because group chats are a lot easier on yeah. Messenger. That's true. And it's just now oh, it's just used app, so. G-Chat. Oh, no. I've never <laughs> used G-Chat. Nobody's used G-Chat. It's not real. Well, it's no. Best. Just the idea of, like, group chats in general are so foreign because I tell people that I feel like I have, like, a fine number of friends, but I don't have, like, one group of four or more people who we regularly (laughs) hang out with. I haven't had that since high school. And so most of my friendships are like Mm one-on-one. At most, there are three of us. And then we just have a little group text. So kudos to the people who have big group chats. (laughs) But I'm like, wow, what's that like to have more than one person want to hang out with you at a time? Yeah. People with friends. (laughs) Actual and Facebook ones. Social lives. And now it's just seeing people from high school and being like, oh, they changed. I think I told you how I like to play the game where I scroll and I see a picture and I look at everyone before I see who posted it. And I think, who do I know in this picture? And usually I think, surely I do not know anyone. It must have been the person I'm Facebook friends with who posted it and they weren't in the picture. And then I found out that, you know, it is someone I know. And then I have to go back and I look and I go, oh, you've changed. You can cut all that out. It does not matter. But that's how I entertain myself on Facebook these days. I just think, who's got what going on? Do I recognize you? Probably not. And if I don't, just keep scrolling. Just keep moving. I just go, ah. And then keep going. Have either of you seen Citizen Kane? Yeah. That was the thing that kept coming up as I was reading articles about it. Is Yeah, people were making parallels between... One of them, Jamel Bowie, who is a, he's not really a journalist. He he writes opinion pieces, but he columnist. Columnist, that's the word. He writes a column, but he wrote a thing that was like the social network is basically what if Charles Foster Kane was a college student. I was like, okay, okay, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Uh, I hadn't, I hadn't, it I never would have occurred to me just watching the movie, mm-hmm. but having seen like multiple people make that reference, mm-hmm. it became a lot clearer. You know, they're both sort of arrogant, visionary, brilliant people mm-hmm. who you sort of hate, but also are kind of drawn to but in the same way. Char- Charles Foster Kane, I, it's been a very long time since I've seen it's it. It's been a while since I've seen it too. We meet him when he's a kid, right? Mm-hmm. So like, I can see him getting corrupted by the situations that he's put in. Yeah. And then I'm sad with, like, the rosebud at the end. 
That's mm-hmm. Citizen Kane, right? Spoiler. I'm not reading it. What? Spoiler. Yeah, whatever. I'm like sad. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> Poor Charles. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Your innocence was taken from you. I mean, yeah. obviously he had agency in it as well, and he sucks. But like, right. I see when he's. I I see how it happened to him. But, like, mm-hmm. Mark just starts out sucking. The very first yeah. scene with Mark is where he can't shut up about the finals clubs. Final, Final club. club. Final finals club. clubs. Final clubs. He, he corrects her, her, whichever was plural at one point, yeah. and I cannot remember which I one remember. it was, so he'd also correct I think me. I tuned out of that but conversation, like, very early on. It's reasonable. Yeah. But, like, the first time you see him is when he's being a Mark. level 10 dick, so... I feel like Citizen Kane wants me to be sad and it wants me to like see how greed and corruption can ruin somebody's life. Mm-hmm. Social Network just shows me how I don't really know what Social Network shows me, but it's not what Citizen Kane shows me. Yeah. I mean I guess there's part of that, like he gets really sucked in by Sean. Yeah. And by for sure. like the half million dollars that Peter Thiel puts mm-hmm. up and he's he's like really resistant to like ad buys and stuff right. for a while but once he starts getting all of this money mm-hmm. that's what eventually leads to him pushing and Eduardo I guess, out I guess and part like, he um, does get corrupted he's just like he doesn't start as like an innocent child he right. just starts as a dick and, and I, then continues to, continues, to, continues to be a dick but like but I guess part of the reason that I still don't find it as like moving or sentimental as Citizen Kane is because I cannot imagine anybody being swayed by Sean Parker like this is this is really what is taken you over the one thing that got me even knowing i hate sean parker and when we first meet him when we do hate him and eduardo is even the one narrating how much he sucks and the one thing that did get me is that he asked christy what her favorite drink was and then they ordered four of those and i'm not a fan of people just ordering food for other people or at least without like checking on if everyone's okay with that first Uh but i do like that even though it is mark and eduardo's company he still bothered to ask what christy wanted because she was there and she's the one who set up the meeting but i feel like so often in any other situation she would have been ignored Mm -hmm. because she's not a founder of facebook and she's just the girlfriend of one of them there and so the only thing that i thought was maybe not horrible was when he asked her what she drank and she said an apple teeny and then he got those for everyone because that's what she liked other than that sean parker sucks i don't that felt patronizing to me but i can't quite put my finger on no why. it seemed very schmoozy right like very he like, wasn't doing it because darling. he genuinely yeah. wanted to know what she was interested in drinking and that he actually cared mm-hmm. but he at least acknowledged her which is not something we should like. This is a very people this is a very low bar. This is a very low bar. <clears throat> but I don't know. Talking about it makes it seem worse. But somehow, <laughs> when it happened, I was like, "It's not a. It's not good." Uh-huh. I don't know. I guess he's just. But such it's a... not as. It's probably the least annoying thing he did. It's one of the less annoying things. Yeah. But I still can't like as as probably the most seducing factor for Mark to be, like, sucked in by all of it. I just I just can't... 
I can't get behind it. I can't understand it. I can't see it. He sucks so much. I hate him. I hate him so much. I was, when I was watching it before this, I was confused because I couldn't read Mark's face. And because it had been so long since I had seen the movie, I couldn't remember exactly what happened later on. And I didn't get to finish it before I came, so I didn't see how it truly uh, panned out. But when he is at the house in California with Sean and they're having like a people, a people, they're having a party and there are a bunch of people inside (laughs) and Mark is outside talking on the phone, maybe to Eduardo. I don't remember who he was talking to, but he looks inside and he sees like people there partying at his house. Sean Parker's there. And I couldn't read his expression. I couldn't tell if he was like, oh my God, this thing is lifting off. I got Sean Parker here. I'm, I'm with people and I finally feel like I'm accepted. Or if it was, this thing is taking off. There are all these people here. Sean Parker's here. Is this it? Like I could not read mm-hmm. his expression. Mm-hmm. I got the impression it was the first one. Because Vicky's think calling Eduardo to tell him about the teal thing. But I almost... It almost made it seem like, oh, maybe that was it. Like, I think that was it, and he was like really excited. And then Eduardo also got excited, so that might be yeah. coloring it a little bit for me. No, because then I... I don't know. I feel like I would have been like, oh, even if I can't read his expression, it was probably this, given X number of good things going on. But I don't know, there was something, and I thought... I think that was part of the moments where I'm like, maybe Mark does have a heart and we're finally seeing it. <laughs> there just aren't enough of those moments for me to feel like it's one of those movies. No. Yeah. But even then, that was a moment where I'm like, he's been buying into Sean Parker so mm-hmm. much for all of this. And if it is the latter of the things where he's like, is this it? Is this really what it comes down to? Maybe that is like one of the few moments where he can almost see through, not see through Sean Parker. I still think. He's very invested in him, but is like, oh, not what it's hyped up to be. Mm-hmm. But I'm not positive yeah. that that's how it went down because I don't recall. So, yeah, who's to say? I think part of the seduction of Sean Parker is like he's kind of a nerd king. Like he he's done the thing that everybody that we know of at Harvard wants to do, which mm-hmm. is like found the tech company that right. makes a billion dollars well, not a billion but like makes millions of dollars makes money, and like yeah. you date the you victoria's know. secret model yeah, you go to all these clubs God. and you know everyone but he told the whole story about he told the whole founding story. all we wanted was to know why she looked familiar <laughs> and the thing is i think maybe when i first saw it in high school i was aaron like God, very, very aaron sorkin thing to do. no but i think when Kills i saw me. it in high school i probably was like intrigued by it. I hated Sean Parker then, so I don't think I was like charmed by it, but I think I found it to be more interesting and like, oh, I can see why people are drawn to him. Possibly, I don't remember. This was however many years ago, 10, but watching it this time, yeah, I was like, he just wanted to know how she looked familiar. You did not have to go on this whole story about how Victoria's Secret was created stop it and i know that they did the setup because later on he mentions like in the water under the golden gate bridge is very very cold or something like that yeah. so i get that it was a setup for later things but also i hated it yeah just, just like i can't imagine anyone now because mark was supposed to be still younger than me but not too far off 
I can't imagine meeting so, a Sean Parker now and being like, wow, love this guy. I understand that like Sean matches what Mark admires. I just I just can't He sucks. I just can't get into it and I can't understand it. And he doesn't show enough Especially too because and I can't remember you said that they had a party later on that was busted. Yeah. By the po- uh, mm-hmm. by the cops. But just watching it this time paying attention to how much I hate him. It was like every time he goes to a restaurant, he like talks to people and makes it seem like he knows them. But then, you know, he was talking to that girl or he was with that girl when the chimney broke and they mm-hmm. came over to be like, oh my God, is everyone all right? And he's like, hi, this is Sharon. my, this is Sharon. Sharon's my, we were helping her move out of our She's house. She's my Sharon. She's my Sharon. And you realize, you know, that he is probably just really good at mooching. Yeah. Like, sure, he probably actually did some things, but I think everything he did is mooching. And I get that, like, in business thing. You kind of have to, like, suck up to people to get farther. It happens. But he had been living with her, and then... But it doesn't feel like good ...tries to make it seem like it's, like, Mark's idea to be like, well, why don't you live with us? When he very clearly was, like, wanting that to happen. Uh Stepped into Facebook. And even when Eduardo is yelling directly at Mark about cutting him out of the company, Sean kept cutting in, and I was like, oh my god, Eduardo, knock him out. Like, literally just grab a frying pan and just whack him upside the head. He almost does. hated him. But he just edges his way into everything that I'm like, are you actually successful on your own? No, he's not. He's not. how to talk to people. And he's not. He just knows how to talk to people, except he doesn't because... I hate him. Because he, but he thinks he's, I just, I just, God, I hate it. We are not fans of Sean Parker. Yeah. Okay, I don't actually know anything about the real Sean Parker. We are not fans of the social network's version of Sean Parker. (laughs) I would assume that he sucks. I would assume that too. Is this a movie that would hold up? If Facebook weren't so ubiquitous and everybody knew what it was. Remind me what ubiquitous means. Weren't so everywhere. Like, everybody has a Facebook. I mean, I think it would... With it. I think it would hold up quality-wise if it was about something that was smaller. But I don't think as many people it, would have seen it if it was about something that was smaller. I don't think as many people would have seen it and I don't think it would have been as impactful. Because everyone has Facebook. And granted, I again saw this when it came out in 2010, so I was, like, a sophomore. And probably very, like, oh my god, Dad, everyone has Facebook. And that really just meant everyone in high school, which was my world. But so many people had it that I think if they had made it about Goodreads, no (laughs) one would care. Some people would be like, interesting story, very well told, excellent points. Might watch something like that. Other people would be like, I know of Goodreads, and that's it. I think its allure is that it is Facebook, which is everywhere. More so now than it was before. Yeah, I I guess I'm trying to get at, like, if there weren't so much money involved, like... Would you watch a movie about the founding of Goodreads? <laughs> I would Even watch if there was a like a lot of, of about like a, if there was a lot of like human drama behind it. Yeah, 
Yeah. yeah, I might. I just wouldn't expect it to get a wide release or be well known. It would so it would be like a random Netflix watch yeah. where you just go on Netflix to see what's on there. Mm-hmm. It would. I don't. Because again, I don't think because the money was never specifically outright mentioned in the court case. It keeps being mentioned throughout the movie, but almost as a way to show, like, we need $1,000 to start this up. We need $18,000 to start this up. Oh, my mm-hmm. God, we got a half million dollars. That's more so showing how it's growing than it is profits. Eduardo's talking about profits, and later on that comes up. Mm-hmm. I started with this somehow. Oh, yeah, but I don't think the court case itself... I, I think the money is showing how it's growing, like I said. I, and obviously people hear billions of dollars and they're like, oh my God, that's so much money. But I don't think it is the focal point. So I think if this hypothetical movie about Goodreads had the court scene where they're <laughs> arguing over $500, I would be like, yeah, Goodreads Eduardo, you deserve that $500 because it's the principle of the matter. <laughs> okay. I guess the amount of money just makes it scary. Yeah. Like. Like, how did this random uppity Harvard kid start a thing that is worth this unfathomable amount of money? So it's just... For the listeners, I flipped out my arm when I said unfathomable amount of money, and everybody's imitating me now. It's because we hate you. I know. So... I don't remember what I was saying now. <laughs> unfathomable <laughs> amount of money. It makes money. it scary. It makes it scary. The st- the stakes are very high, and I think, and because it like actually happened, people are like, "How did the stakes get this high?" Like it's yeah. a once in a lifetime kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. So I think that for the wide release, it needed to be something that everybody knows and cares about. But I don't mm-hmm. think it necessarily affected the quality of the film. Its impact, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that. I think that makes sense. It's one of those things that, like, there's a an old chestnut about writing. Like, it doesn't matter. Old ch- chestnut. An old chestnut. It's like a a maxim or a saying. I have never heard never of, heard of that a chestnut. I've never heard of that chestnut before. Yeah, old chestnut. I mean, look it, look it up. I think. Look it up. I think it's specifically old chestnut. I don't think old it's. Ch- I don't think it's a chestnut. You're not saying it's a chestnut, chestnut and dating yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's an old writing maxim about like it doesn't really matter what's at stake as long as it's important to the people involved, mm-hmm. and like if it if something really matters, like you'll see it through the characters, even if it's something like. He just really wanted a piece of gum. No, like, for sure. Whatever. And I love yeah. I love stories with really small stakes that just um, matter personally to the to the character. Yeah. Harley just wanted her egg sandwich. She just wanted her egg sandwich. Did, you know? Um, an old chestnut. Phrase of chestnut. Noun. Old chestnut. <laughs> <laughs> a joke or story that has become tedious because of its age and constant repetition. Originally as chestnut with old for emphasis. Uh-huh. Popularized in the U.S. 1880s, particularly the Northeast and Midwest. So I was close, but that's not actually what I thought that meant. <laughs> no, it's not. You failed. I failed. That's okay. That happens to be a lot. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, but I think I also like things with small stakes, but it feels like the stakes of the money are really important to the movie like it 
I think it would be harder if it was a movie about Goodreads. Like the fact that there are tens of millions of dollars hanging in the balance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know well, if it's, it's just like... like it's scary. scary. Because yeah. so many of us are like, oh my God, that is so much money. Yeah. Well, I just don't... I, I don't know if it's because it's like set at Harvard and mm-hmm. everybody is from, I assume, like fairly well-off backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Winklevosses certainly are. Definitely. Um, but the fact that we're talking about so much money i don't know it, it seems like if they if the winklevosses had an idea for goodreads and zuckerberg stole it and it was like haha now i've <laughs> now i have the book site <laughs> i'm a thousandaire now i think they would just be like yeah <laughs> let it go it wouldn't be much of a movie well it's I like mean, she yeah. said it seems like it'd be more of like a netflix thing because you can still tell a really good story it doesn't yeah. have to be about billions of dollars i think it would be one of those hidden gems that you find in something else or it's one of those movies that ends up getting an oscar nomination even though everyone's like what i've never heard of this before (laughs) but i think it being facebook and it being so much money Mm -hmm. certainly helped popularize it i think it could have held up as a movie about goodreads would watch but, a movie about Goodreads. Would watch for any people listening who are going to make a movie about Goodreads. Yeah. But it carries more weight. For sure. Yeah. Oh, how much does... This is just a general question. How much does critical acclaim impact your feelings about a movie? It almost has an inverse correlation for me. <laughs> because I do not care about what Oscar people say. Like, I know I just use the Oscar thing and I talk about, like, critics loved it, but so often I enjoy movies that people say are bad. And I just think that there is... You can just enjoy a movie. And so often people talk about movies that are quote-unquote really good and they suck Dances with Wolves. And (laughs) it is, like, my least favorite movie. I hate Dances with Wolves. And... The Buffaloes? Yes. It's Kevin Costner. I hate Kevin Costner. (laughs) Sorry, Kevin. And it just seems like all the movies that it's kind of like how so many people love Great Gatsby. I hate Great Gatsby because everyone who's a good person dies and everyone who sucks gets away with it. Not that Gatsby himself is necessarily a good person, but I don't think he's as bad as some others and he dies. And spoilers spoilers (laughs) (laughs) and it just seems like they try to make things have meaning or they want something that has a significant amount of meaning and i'm like sometimes i'm in it for the small things i want harley quinn to get her breakfast sandwich and i'm fine with that story so if anything sometimes when movies are like it's critically acclaimed i'm like oh so a bunch of like old stuffy film critics who are going to mansplain to me about this. Loved it. Great. I'm going to have so much fun. Whereas if, I don't know, a bunch of like, I can't think of a comparison. But it has an inverse correlation at times. Okay. Naturally, though, I make it work in my favor. Because <laughs> if it's a movie that I really like and the critics love it, I'm like, you hear that? Them critics. They know what they're talking about and they love it too but if i have not seen a movie i don't know depends on who the critics are i guess that's also part of it 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's my long with this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, take it with a grain of salt with critics. I think it's important to have critics because I think it's important to not have like standards for art quality, but have some kind of have some kind of reflection on like what makes a good film and how we can make art impactful and funny and meaningful and better. Mm-hmm. So I like that critics exist. Yes. I think people take them too seriously sometimes. Like I said, it depends on the critic. Everybody has critics they align with and then critics mm-hmm. they don't align with. So there's always going to be a matter of subjectivity with these. And I like that we have like an Academy and the Oscars, even though oh, they suck. Oh, they do. The Academy's <laughs> hacks. I hate them. Yeah. Like I disagree with them all the time. But and it's and it's rarely like obviously people are going to disagree with choices that are made right. all of the time. But like I have particular beef with their animation category because they usually just give it to Disney Pixar. I don't know if they watch all the movies, and it makes me upset that they don't treat it with reverence. So I think, and I think they do that with a lot of categories. I think mm-hmm. there are maybe three or four, like the best acting and then the best film and then the best direction mm-hmm. they care about. And then everything else is like, we'll give it a go. And I don't know how much they focus. But again, I don't I don't know any of the people in the Academy. So maybe there are some gems there. Maybe they do have a really good system. <laughs> All I can think I of is the know. one who was like, Little Women. Great movie, not getting a thing from me. Too many time changes. And there was that tweet that was like, if you couldn't, like, I know movie watching is subjective, but if you couldn't keep up with the time changes in Little Women, your IQ is 10. Like, but he also liked, like, The Witcher, I think, that critic. And The Witcher has... Oh, I didn't read anything else. I was just like, you're so dumb. I could be wrong. I could have just read something. But I could have sworn that particular critic had also watched The Witcher and praised it for its time skips or something like that. So I just, I think... Obviously, there are a lot of things that can go wrong with anybody critiquing yeah. a movie and saying this has objective value. But I think it is important to have some kind of... It's... To, to, to do that, you know? And I have, like... I have never let a bad review stop me from seeing a movie that I mm-hmm. want to see. But I have let good reviews influence movies that I maybe hadn't considered before. Like, Mad Max Fury Road didn't want to see it at all. But then all the critics were like, wow, this movie's really great. So I was like all right, I'll give it a shot. And it was really great. And I loved it. I guess it's almost for things like that. I agree that I like that we have critics and I like that they all have their different opinions, etc. I think I don't like when they try to get to like this specific category is what art is. Oh, and no, what they the definitely, best things they are. They definitely lock things out. And it seems like that's what they try to do so often. So if anything, I did not see Mad Max Fury Road because personally it looks not good to me well not not good it's probably objectively fine it is not my jam everyone says i will love it my parents went to see it and they hated it they thought it was the most boring movie ever really? and i'm a product of them so i feel like i would have the same opinion i can't understand anyone having that opinion but i do appreciate that they were like look bright desert desert post-apocalyptic people with like pimped out death cars <laughs> are chasing each other Charlize theron is there tom hardy is there and i like that they still went for that instead of being like here is a stuffy period piece and not all period pieces are and bad but i just think so often they try to say this is what art is and this is what is meaningful and this is what makes something good definitively definitely and i don't 
want that. And Mad Max does have some really good, like, feminist themes, mm-hmm. which so is I partly why I love it so much. And I think it is important to have those kind of larger themes and meanings in movies. Mm-hmm. So I understand why the movies that try to, like, spread a message or identify a wrongdoing or, like, provide something meaningful like that get considered more for those awards, I do think we shut out other movies and that it doesn't have to be about life-threatening stakes or one of the world wars or a period piece to be meaningful to people. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if I would have given an award to any superhero films, but I think if people were generally chiller, but like, yes, this movie meant something to people, so we will consider it Mm-hmm. In Winter Soldier, top notch, and like best picture. No, I best picture. I don't know. I don't best like picture. Winter Soldier very much. There's okay. nothing wrong with it. I just don't like it. Like I think I think small stakes matter like quite a lot. And I, I wish small stakes were more. I my one. I love superhero movies, but I am getting a little tired of. Save the planet, save the universe, right? save the galaxy. And I'm like, why can't we save this one really good substation four blocks yeah. down? Like, like, why can't it be that that we are saving? It does not have to be the world. It doesn't have to be the universe. It doesn't have to be the human race. I want tiny things now. This I be want slice of life fan fiction exactly. now. <laughs> this could be because I love slice of life and slice of life fan fiction. But I, I think that kind of thing also has value so I think it just depends on what you assign value to and how much you want to let somebody else's opinion influence yours because letting somebody else's opinion influence yours isn't always a bad thing it's just listening to somebody's take on something and then Mm -hmm. saying oh I see where you're coming from I wouldn't have thought of that on my own but now that I have conversed with somebody I get it just don't be a dick about it the downside now is that I used to try to not read anything about a movie, especially if it was one I wanted to see until after I had seen it, because I didn't want anything I read previously to color my opinion or be any sort of a spoiler, even if it's minor, because I'm very big on spoilers, even if they're minor. I don't I want hate spoilers. any any Me version either. of it. Like, even if someone says they have this really funny line, here's the joke, I'm like, what if... That would have been my favorite joke in the movie, but now I've already heard it, and it, I don't. It's not the same anymore. Like, I'm super annoying about spoilers, and so it's annoying now that so many people see things days before it actually comes out, or if, even if they don't see it, there are people who have seen it. They're tweeting about it, and people are retweeting those, and then it just gets to be a bummer because I'm seeing all these other opinions before I get to make my own. And I'm down for positive or negative. Like, I thoroughly enjoyed Jojo Rabbit. And then I saw many a comment talking about, like, here's why Jojo Rabbit, though not bad, didn't really stick with me. And then I can read that and go, okay, I see what you're saying. But I think if I had read that before seeing it, I wouldn't have liked it as much. And... Even though they're valid, I want to enjoy my specific movie-going experience, and I don't like when people try to take that away from me, so I don't (laughs) like when critics are like, here's why you shouldn't like this thing. And I say, F you, I'm seeing High School Musical 4 anyway. (laughs) I hate when the movie ends or whatever, and you're like, wow, that was really great, and your friends are like... 
everybody it's it happens like I thoroughly enjoyed it me too like, here God. we go again <laughs> and Carrie was not a fan no no and then and then if you're not a fan like I have been the friend who's like when people are like I loved it you don't want to you don't want to be like yeah it was great because it, it just fun. feels icky doing that yeah but you also don't want to be like I didn't like it because of all of these reasons you don't want to squash their you, fun yeah, but you, you don't, don't want to lie and be like, I loved it. Because then later they're going to be like, wasn't it great? And you have to be like, actually, I didn't really no. care for it. <sighs> Critics. 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 Everyone's a critic. Mm. So my, my relationship with critics is I usually find myself heavily swayed by them. So I don't. I also hate spoilers, so I won't read anything about it beforehand. Mm -hmm. Or I'll, like, see an article and make, oh, that sounds interesting. And I'll, like, open it in a new tab and Mm -hmm. not look at it until I've seen the thing. Save it for later. I know that I want to read this, but The only kind of spoiler I ever want is, does the animal in this movie (laughs) die? Do I have to see it die? I would have thoroughly enjoyed... Not thoroughly enjoyed. That's an overstatement. I would have felt more positively and would have seen more of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood if I had known that the dog would be okay. (laughs) Instead, I covered up my eyes for a large part of the end because I'm like, something's going to happen to this dog and I physically can't take seeing it. Sorry for that spoiler. But it's a good kind. So says I. (laughs) Now you know. The dog makes it out. The dog makes it out. Okay. Anyway, I apologize. I cut you off. Yeah, no, that's okay. But, um, I don't know. If everyone says a thing is really great, and I watch it, and I think it's, like, not as great, I feel like there's something wrong with me. Or, like, I missed something, and that I'm not a good movie watcher or reader or whatever. Does that ever happen to you? Yeah. It's, it's, I feel like, did I just miss something? And, or, it's just that they built it up too much. There's a rom-com called Something Borrowed that came out when I was in high school, and my friend loved it she saw it like three times by herself before she saw it with the rest of us and she would not shut up about this movie and she like bought the book so she could read it and she just kept seeing it and seeing it until we finally saw it and it was fine it's not a great rom-com i don't know if i have ever seen it again (laughs) it's not bad but it's whatever and then again i think it sort of kills the movie going experience in that Someone says it's really good, you expect it to be really good. And even though it isn't bad, it doesn't meet that mm. bar. And so it's not a spoiler. I'm fine if someone tells me that they really enjoyed a movie and I'm like, cool, good, that's a positive sign. Hopefully I will have the same feelings upon leaving the theater. But. Yeah. It's really easy to recommend things to me, though, conversely. Mm-hmm. If somebody's <laughs> like, like, oh, I watched this thing. It was good. I was like, oh. I like your opinions. <laughs> sure. You said that thing was good. I guess I'm going to go see that thing. That's right? true. Yeah. It works. Or I probably won't see that thing, but I'll want to. Yeah. It'll I'll be on your radar. I'll have positive associations with it. I guess most of my problems with movie opinions is that like I'll see something and like it or whatever, and then somebody else points out all these problems, and I'm like, oh my god, you're right. No, that's... Those are true. Those are true mm. things about the movie. Maybe I don't like it as much. But then I'm like, am I too easily swayed by people's opinions? Yeah. Or should I let myself? Because that's part of conversation and how people who you like trust and like. It's either bad if other. I'm defensive and I shut it out, or it's bad if I just right. go like, and say, oh, you made a lot of good points. I agree. Because I either don't. way, I'm in the wrong somehow. And then sometimes, if for some reason, 
I'm feeling particularly anxious that day. If someone is like, what did you think of the movie? I genuinely don't know. I'm like, I remember the events that happened, but I have no feelings or thoughts to connect to them. So tell me what you think first, and I'll just agree or disagree with your individual statements. Yeah. I don't I don't know. So critics weirdly don't affect my opinion much, but other human beings do. I think it also partially... I mean, I would expect critics for like this movie to have an opinion on it. It seems like a very critic-y It is a very critic movie. Yeah. I think I usually just fall so much into like, I just, I think the high school musical movies are fun. I like my Taylor Swift pop music and my entire life is a rerun of me telling people I enjoy this fun, popular thing and people saying that thing sucks. Here's why. And here's a better thing. Intro to indie rock music that it probably is fine, but I don't like that they're telling me my thing is bad. I mean, and it's just constantly people so i think if it's something like this for like an actual like critic-y movie sure but if someone is going to say that legally blonde sucks i'm like whatever that's not your culture man (laughs) sit down (laughs) so it kind of just depends on what they're talking about although i do think that everything you like is bad and that you have bad opinions people can just be dicks about it yeah and pointing out (laughs) flaws and why something is is stupid is just like a mean thing to do like if you're gonna jokingly be like ugh, like yeah fine go ahead i don't like lana del rey so i will have that response to anyone who says they like lana del rey but i'm not actually going to sit there and be like here is the i hate lana del rey for x y and z here's why you should dislike her too because that's a mean thing to do at least with someone who you're not that like comfortable voicing those opinions with and so many people feel very comfortable voicing negative opinions about the thing you like immediately right i was on go ahead oh i was just gonna say someone called lana del rey the artist of the decade no (laughs) (laughs) just slipping that little bit of criticism in there i like one lana del rey song and i'm even upset about that because i remember hearing it it was in a twitter video and i was like oh this is nice oh oh Oh, this sounds like lana (laughs) and then i looked up the words and was like yes (laughs) i came downstairs all like sad too and i was like jill because jill loves lana del rey and she said what and i said there's a lana song i like (laughs) You turn away just like Yeah, that. I was very dramatic about it. I was on... She probably has many other songs that are at least okay. Probably. I don't Maybe. actually know any Lana Del Rey songs. Good for I you. <laughs> that was so aggressive. <laughs> that came out of nowhere. Here's one yeah. album I really like. Which one? It's called Ultraviolence. It's really good. Is that the first or second one? I don't know. It's got a, got a picture of her in front of a car called Alter Violence. <laughs> because Jill was just telling me how she really liked her first one. And it's not that she did... Oh, if I look up Lana Del Rey, they're going to be like, here's more like Lana Del Rey. Yeah. Here, I will look up Lana Del Rey and then I'll be like, dislike! Don't recommend. <laughs> but there was... I guess one of her albums. I don't know. She's not my brand. I'm glad you like her music. Congratulations. See? It's easy to be nice to people to about nice. things they like, even when you disagree. I was on a dating app, and the person asked me, like, what kind of show, like, what have you been watching or whatever? And I was like, Parks and Rec. And he responded, like, LOL, that show was such a wannabe The Office. 
And I was like, first of all, you're wrong. Like, it started out that way, no one, like, because the mockumentary style was big. But then it became its own thing, and it's yes, magical and, and it's wonderful. Better. Two, fuck you. <laughs> like, I clearly like this thing. Why are you just shutting it down immediately? We've exchanged two messages so far. I didn't respond to him. Like, if I you had at least opened the conversation with the one they all tried to do, rank these three shows, yeah. Parks and Rec, The Office, and what was the other? Men did it all the time. What was the third show? Seinfeld? It wasn't. No, we're Friends? too young for Seinfeld. Friends is... It was another, like, current-ish show. Kirby New Girl? No. Was, oh, was it It's Always Sunny? It might be It's Always Sunny, yeah. Which I have not seen, but I hear good things. But, if you had at least opened it with that, then at least your comment of it's such a wannabe the office is at least somewhat warranted but, even but then, to like open right away with like lol that shows such a wannabe the office when you just said that you liked it right. and you were watching it is like what's your problem man if you all if you want to be like oh i prefer the office then just say oh i'm more of an office fan but even then I, I'll, I'll still dislike I'll be you like, cool, but like, like we're talking about person rex so why right. are you bringing up the like, office but like I almost, I almost got, I almost was like, an argument would be fun right now. That would be fun for me. <laughs> I could respond with, "You're fucking wrong," and here's here are all the reasons why. You would think you were flirting. I know. That's why I didn't do it. Yeah. I just didn't reply. Yeah. I wish I could tell men that I'm genuinely being mean. <laughs> right. No. Like, no, like, <laughs> this sounds like a joke, but actually, I hate you. You suck. <laughs> Fun times. Fun times. Critics. Critics. The social network. The social network. The two go together because critics loved the social network. <laughs> it's a good movie, even though Mark and Sean. I, I came around on it by the second half. Did you watch I... the second half just by itself, like pick up from where yeah, we left off? I just okay, picked up you where didn't we like, left off. I didn't go back it? to the, you know. I'd, you were I'd, like it was four hours already. It, it felt it felt really four. long, and I was like, "Let's just see how it ends." Yeah. And I was like, "Okay." I, and then after I watched it to the end, I was like, "Maybe I should go back and watch the beginning of it again." I didn't. <laughs> I, Nobody's got time for that. Yeah, no. it was a thing that that crossed my mind. It occurred to you. Yeah, it's a thing. Is like now that I'm in a better mood, maybe the first half wasn't as bad as I remember it. We will see. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. So that's all I had. Is there anything that you guys wanted to talk about that we didn't get to? No. Great. All right. Well, for next episode, I didn't actually write a thing because we forgot to come <laughs> up with a movie. Wing it. But it's about Ash Ketchum and Team Rocket and... <sighs> Pikachu. <laughs> I forgot we gave you an easy one. I genuinely forgot which one that we chose, yeah. and I was like, I can't wait to see what David says. And you just said the But real it's called name. Pokemon 2000. People? Why do you think it's 2000? It's not Pokemon 2000. This is Pokemon the movie. But did it come out in 2000? No, Pokemon 2000 came out in 2000. This Pokemon is Pokemon the movie. The movie. Why Pokemon. is it called the movie? Because <laughs> 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 I'm ripping off when I said 2000. I'm not dumb. <laughs> yeah, I just assumed that you were. It's so to explain. And then I was like, oh, no, she's, she's just doing her bit again. Yeah. So you can do it again. Do your no, bit again. No, I already did do it. Do your bit again. No. Do your bit Pokemon, again. tell us. Gotta catch them all. 
I had the theme song stuck in my head because there's a streamer that I watch and sometimes it comes up on his playlist of songs that he plays while he's playing a game and it's like I've heard this song so many times now (laughs) but it's been stuck in my head for a few days and that was the deciding factor Pokemon the movie the movie did not come out in 2009 I don't actually know like the plot of the movie good okay guess I I think like there's just like three words that come to mind like Mew or Mewtwo is involved and it's like a scary Pokemon I don't I (laughs) I don't know anything about the Pokemon, actually. Is it Mew or is it Mewtwo? You have to commit to one right now. Mewtwo. Okay. I I actually don't know that much about Pokemon. I was a little bit too old. Like, it came out... Like, the show was on TV when I was just starting high school, I think. And if it had come out while I was in middle school, I would have been so obsessed with Pokemon. Like, it's exactly everything that I wanted. (laughs) I'm sorry that you missed by just, like, two years. Like, small, like, creatures and collecting things. And there was, like, cards involved. I was really into collecting cards and stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The glittery ones. Oh, God. I I would have been so all We have a Bugs Bunny binder in our basement just full of cards. My sister would never let me trade away the Jigglypuff ones. I was so mad. (laughs) Why would you ever trade away Jigglypuff? We had so many because I couldn't give them away that I was like, please, please let me give away this Jigglypuff. We have enough. We have enough. I want the nine tails. Yeah, Pokemon. A thing that I would have loved as a child <laughs> if I had been slightly younger. But I am old. And so I don't know that much about them. I know, I, I know, like, the basic, you got you got your Bulbasaur, you got your Squirtle, and you got your Pikachu. Okay, there's one another one you missed. One. Charizard. Charmander. No, there you there. go. Charmander. There Charizard go. is the big dragon. Charmander is the Which one is one. in between? I, I don't remember. Um, Guess. Char... Belly. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. Guess again. Char turtle. No. Not a turtle. He's a dragon. Kind of like almost a lizard looking dragon. Yeah. What are other lizards you know? <laughs> Skink. What? what? Skink. What is a what? What is a skink? Of all the lizards to name first, you pick a skink. Not even like a Komodo dragon. His name is Char Komodo. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. What's his, what's the middle one? Charmeleon. Charmeleon. Mm-hmm. I don't think I knew that. I did, they had, there's this website called, I think it was Sporkle, where you could take like timed quizzes on things just to see if you knew them. And they had one, can you name all 151 original Pokemon? And you had to type in their names and it was just a blank thing. And if yeah. you type in the right one, it would go mm-hmm. to the right. And I got 149. Wow. That's so many. That's so many. Which ones did you forget? Was it Mr. Mine? No, I missed Grimer and Muck. You're a fake fan. Uh, no. You're a fake fan. A real fan. How many? How many could you name? I got 152 actually. So you've never taken the Sporkle quiz. Yes, I have. No, you haven't. It was my. I want to see if I can find it because I want to try it again. It was many years ago. You should both take it right now and then. 
I would need a computer, not a phone, because it's timed. That's true. Typing is much easier on a computer. I'm going to bring my tablet next time. I'll bring my tablet next time. And we'll do the quiz together. Okay, but before we watch the movie. Yes. Okay, good. Before the movie reminds us, just in case they go through here, all of the Pokemon. <laughs> Here's each have you heard the Pokemon rap? Of course I've heard the Pokemon rap. has... No. It has all of the Pokemon. Guess what I'm going to listen to to study up. Yeah. Guess what I'm going to listen to. You literally, legally cannot <laughs> study up. I'll just listen to the other version of Pokemon Red. So that's for next time. I hope that you are looking forward to it as much as we are. <laughs> Take a Sporkle quiz to pass the time. Yeah. Let us know how your Sporkle quiz goes. And uh, we'll Godspeed. let you know. How their quiz goes. I could take it too. I would yes. get like six. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get Grimer and Muck though. <laughs> Those are going to be the first Those ones I put in. Two. You're going to get Charcomodo Dragon. Yeah. 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 What's the... It goes Pikachu and then there's like a like a Ray something. Raichu. Raichu. Yeah. Gave you what? I had very mixed feelings about Raichu as a child. Yeah. Well, because they, 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 who's the your favorite? Who's great. your favorite Pokemon? Okay, well, so my mixed feelings are not for like logical mixed feelings. Okay, I always felt a kinship with Pikachu because he was <laughs> the twenty fifth Pokemon, and my birthday is on the twenty fifth. And I tried explaining this to my nephew once, but he was like six, so he couldn't quite grasp it. And I was like, I was born on the 25th, and he's a 25th Pokemon, so I always was like, oh, Pikachu, I like you extra more. And he was like, so that's your Pokemon? And I was like, no. And he said, that one's your favorite. And I said, no. And he didn't quite get it. And I had to be like, you were born on the second. The second one is Ivysaur. Ivysaur. And he's like, so that's mine. And I'm like, you can you can have whatever Pokemon you want. I'm going to memorize the rap. And so I just kept getting Venusaur. Venusaur. Anyway, so I was very conflicted, though, because Raichu came next. And I felt a kinship with Raichu because... <laughs> It was kind of like my middle name. And I was like, I got my birthday. I got my middle name and they're right next to each other. How do I choose? Well, you gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them so all. you don't have to think. Who's your favorite Pokemon? Lately, for a reason... Oh, mm, I have an answer. It's a minor spoiler, so I can't say it. Another one I really like, who is not my favorite, but is in like the top five. Lately, for reasons unknown, is Growlithe. I'm just like, yeah. He's a fire puppy. What's yeah, I was like, him? I could go for one of those. Yeah. But he doesn't have, like, quote-unquote, cool powers. But as we were watching <laughs> Detective Pikachu yesterday, I, I turned to my mom and I was like, I think I would have a fire Pokemon. He's the police dog. Yeah. That's not his I finally saw Togepi. I like Togepi. Everyone loves Togepi. Togepi's adorable. But... I don't know. Every time I see a Growlithe, I'm like, that's, that's, that's my guy. That's my gal. We're pals. But that's my number two. Yeah. I don't even know if that's my number two. But it's the one. It's not my of. number one. My number you one will be revealed. Shit. Okay. Well, At a later in, date. Tune in next time <laughs> to find, <laughs> to out, find out, out what Kristen's favorite Pokemon is. Because Hallie was a fool and gave hers away. Built no suspense. I tweet about Bulbasaur all the time. Or rather, I retweet things about Bulbasaur all the time. <laughs> because there, there's like at Find least two Find the last two thing Bulbasaur. you retweeted about Bulbasaur. No, I don't have to prove was. anything to you. 
There was a lot of love for Bulbasaur when Detective Pikachu came out because he was the best Pokemon in that movie. Because he's so cute. It was cute. Oh, he's so cute. I like those lizard frisbee guys. Um, Greninja? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I can go for a lizard frisbee guy. We could be friends. <laughs> True. We'd have fun. Yeah. So, I like Greninja fine. Yeah. He's not Bulbasaur. Okay. Who can be? Bulbasaur. Aside from him, her, them. Them. Aside <laughs> from all the Bulbasaurs. <laughs> I guess Ditto could be a Bulbasaur. Pokemon! <laughs> See you next week. Yeah. See you next week. Goodbye. Are you going to say a bye or are you going to just go, yeah. That was my sign off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start using that.